And here it is, 7.45 on a Saturday morning. What does that mean? That means it's time for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrow from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hope you had a good week. I know things could have been better, but I'm uh, glad you guys are safe. We are safe, and business is pretty safe, too. But, boy, I'll tell you, this was one hell of a bad week for for our whole downtown, not just yep. for my business downtown, but uh, it's something we've got to get over and get behind us, but I'll tell you, it was a scary, awful thing to experience. Um, oh, I can imagine. Not, not a good thing at all. Not a good but, thing, but, but we're moving let's forward. Let's talk about good things. Yes. I'm being very nostalgic. Uh, whoever thought, I would say I missed the state fair, but I do. <laughs> Ordinarily, on Thursday, the first day of the state fair, I would participate in the wine judging contest. But I have a state fair history that goes back further than the wine being at the fair, which incidentally, I was privileged enough to be one of the people who lobbied for wine at the state fair. We didn't have it for years and years. The state fair was a so-called dry affair. You could get 3-2 beer, but that was all you could get at the state fair. And uh, back in the late 70s, uh, when home winemaking became the rage, uh, we lobbied very, very hard and got uh, wine at the state fair as an entry item under the Department of Agriculture, because indeed it's an agricultural product. But uh, I digress. Uh, my history with that, my history with WCCO in the state fair even precedes that. I was telling Charlie Boone one day, many, many years ago, how much I enjoyed going to the State Fair because I grew up in Illinois and the State Fair was way down in southern Illinois and I grew up in the Chicago suburbs, so I didn't know anything about State Fairs. And I went to ours and I said it was a food fest. And he said, well, why don't you review the food and come on our show and then tell us what's new? Well, I did that one year and the station kind of liked it. So what I did was see Charlie in the morning and then I would come back at two or three in the afternoon, and I'd discuss all the new food items that came to the fair that particular year. And I did that, I think, for 17 or 18 years on WCCO. I uh, would come out in the morning, say what we were going to do, and then come back in the afternoon and review the food. And usually the food vendor would send over some, so the people at the state fair who were at the WCCO booth uh, would get the, the opportunity to try it. And, of course, through the years we... Uh, tried a lot of wonderful new things, and uh, which brings me back to why I even brought this up. We're feeling so nostalgic that, indeed, we decided to have a state fair food uh, at home. And what do you pair with state fair food? Well, that that was the fun challenge, and we were off to the races in doing that. But before I go to that, I should tell my first state fair story. Actually, they had our great neighbor to the south, Iowa, had wine at their state fair, I think two years or three years before we did. And the first year they had it, they called me up and asked if I would come down and judge the state fair in Iowa, the wine thing. So I said, well, sure, why not? You know, went down there, and I'm telling you, what a challenge it was. The wines were not what you'd call great. They were probably, in all the wines we drank, maybe one or two that could even be thought of as a potential commercial wine. They were really pretty grim in those days. 
anyhow, they decided there was going to be one big overall winner of the Iowa Wine Challenge at the State Fair, and they had this trophy cup. It was about four and a half, five feet tall, and uh, you know you had to award it to one wine. Well, it was not hard to do because one wine really did stand out. It was a sweet wine, but it was very, very good. It reminded me kind of of a uh, Hungarian Tokai. Well, you have to announce the winner, and I announce the winner, and no, nobody comes. And finally, this little lady comes up and, and talk about it. it. It could have been created by a cartoonist. She had curlers in her hair and what I would call donut hose. She had her stockings rolled down around her ankles and rollers in her hair and came up. And I said, did you make this one? Yes, I've been making it for years and years. I said, well, what grape type? I don't use any grapes. What? And I'm backpedaling a little bit here. I'm a little embarrassed because I thought this tasted like a uh, Hungarian wine I'd had. And she said, no, no, it's dandelion wine. I said, well, I'm trying to figure out how, how do I, what did I do here? Anyhow, I said, well, tell me how you make it. And she said, well, she gets this barrel and blah, 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 and she puts in five pounds of Tokai raisins. Well, you know, raisin is nothing more than uh, a dried-up grape, and Tokai is one of the grapes that they use in this Hungarian wine. So I thought, some great relief. And then I told the story of Tokai Essentia, which is one of the great sweet wines of the world. And it was always reserved for the Habsburg family, who were the rulers of the Austrian Empire back in those days. And what they did with that Essentia is on the wet nurse's breast, the heir to the throne, would have this Essentia put on her breast before he suckled. And, of course, then his first taste in life was going to be this magnificent Tokai Essentia and and it was magnificent. I was privileged enough to have a few glasses of it through the years, and it was great. So anyhow, I said, they, and that came from these Tokai grapes, which this charming lady, and she picked up her trophy, strong little lady. The trophy was as big as she was, and went off with it. Well, everything was fine. I thought till the next day, on the front page of the second section of the Iowa paper, it says, Minnesota expert compares local wine to the... Habsburg Royal Cellars. <laughs> so at any rate, it was a very funny story. I still laugh about it. And that was two or three years before we had wine at the State Fair here. <clears throat> but the wine at the State Fair, as I said, has really been a marvelous thing. And over the 40-some-plus years that we've had wine at the State Fair, you've seen just a quantum leap in the quality of that State Fair wine. It really <clears throat> is remarkable that the wines have improved so. Of course, you know, we have 78 commercial wineries in the, uh, in Minnesota, and that's a lot for any state, much less a state with our kind of climate. And I think some of my funniest wines were uh, oak leaf wine, which wasn't very good, I might add. And they make wine out of almost anything that ferments, corn wine, you name it. And uh, another funny thing was the lady who had submitted her wine with a duct tape closure. She ran out of cork, so she duct taped it closed. But anyhow, I digress. I was going to talk about pairing wine with food. So we're going to have curds to start out with. Uh, and cheese curds, you know, are, are strictly a state fair item. I don't think I've ever had one other than at the state fair. But what are you going to have 
what kind of wine was that? Well, how about a rosé? And I picked Fordant Grenache Rosé, uh, a wonderful rosé from Provence in France. It's not expensive. I think it's a, a Bogo, about seventeen ninety nine, so about 8 bucks a bottle. And it'll go, I think, again, we haven't had it yet, but I'm guessing it'll be a perfect marriage with those curds because curds tend to be salty and a good bone-dry rosé would go very, very well with it. The other thing, of course, one of my favorites are the gizmos that you have at the State Fair. They're sort of an Italian hero. What they take is they saute Italian sausage, put a marinara sauce in it, hollow out kind of a hoagie bun, put in mozzarella cheese, and then this sausage with the marinara mixture in there to wrap it up and give it to you. And, of course, that hot sauce melts the cheese, and you bite into it, and the gizmo is like a trip to Italy. It's so good. Now, what would I pick with that? Well, Chianti wouldn't be bad, and we've got some good ones, particularly Cassiferelli, which is our own, from Chianti. But I thought, well, let's go try something different. And I went to Malbec, a Gary Bay Malbec from Argentina. After all, most of those Argentinian pioneers in the wine business were Italian, and Malbec always goes so well with a hot sweet and and you know most Italian sausage is a little hot and very sweet and marinara sauce are sweet and boy hit a home run there the gizmo went perfectly with a, a Gary Bay Malbec very very nice the other thing that I just love at the State Fair and never miss it is I go to the fowl barn poultry barn and uh, they have the Turkey Growers Association sell turkey sandwiches there. It's kind of a shredded turkey cooked in uh, a broth and then put on a bun. And I'm telling you, that's the best turkey you're going to have for a long, long time, at least uh, the best you'll have till Thanksgiving, that's for sure. And those are just wonderful. And what do you have with those? Well, how about a buttery Chardonnay? Hit Chardonnay from uh, California in my opinion, is absolutely terrific because it's got a little oak, a little butter, and it just pairs so well with that turkey. And then, of course, no trip to the fair would be without Sweet Martha's cookies. And you can buy them uh, in the grocery store, so I thought, well, we'll just pair that. And what to pair with Sweet Martha's cookies? Well, I haven't got a Tokai Essentia. Uh, that stuff is thousands of dollars a bottle. But I thought our old friends at Millage make a sweet wine, kind of a sauterne type of wine. And it, that with a chocolate chip cookie will be a marriage made in heaven. But at any rate, I think you uh, find that anything you get, and, and this is a good way to pass the time in these tough times, is try this uh, cooking state fair food at home. And what would you pair it with? You know, if you're doing burgers, and of course they have lots of great burgers at the State Fair, try a Napa Cabernet. Maybe not <clears throat> too uh, dear a one or too big a one. Maybe something that's light and fruity and easy. There's one called Cut, C-U-T, Napa. And it's made for uh, restaurant chains that serve steak. And it goes perfectly with the burger. And uh, chicken wings. Well, of course, that's a favorite. It depends on the preparation. But generally, a Rhine wine, uh, Dr. Tanish, straight Riesling, would be wonderful with that. And that also, that Dr. Tanish would be very good with a, 
uh, corn dog as well. Uh, you know, those hot dogs are smoky pork, and you know, try that Rhine wine. Uh, Dr. Tonish uh, Riesling would be very good. And now if you're going to have pizza, why not have Chianti? It just is one of those marriages made in heaven. They go together so well. Villa Cafajo is a very good one. Uh, incidentally, on those wings, too, depending on how your chicken wings are prepared, uh, Rhine wines are very good, as I said, but also a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc wouldn't be bad. We have a new one called Kono, K-O-N-O, Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. It's about 10 or $11 a bottle and is absolutely delicious. Uh, and again, if you have shrimp or shrimp on a stick, try a Sauvignon Blanc. That's awfully good. Uh, if you're going to have a, some kind of sausage sandwich, uh, a Merlot would be not a bad one to choose. And La Forge, our friends in the central part of France, make a La Forge Merlot that is absolutely delicious. If you're going to have nacho and chips or anything fried and salty, uh, try a sparkling wine. Uh, Boyo is a, one that we have that's very good. We have the, both the Brut and the Rosé. And it goes very, very well. This is a sparkling wine that's made in France, but not in Champagne. So you've got a great sparkling wine, but you aren't paying Champagne prices for it. And that would go perfectly with anything salty like chips or nachos or any of that. And if you're having just healthy food like uh, vegetables, uh, Tavel is one of my favorites. You've heard me talk in the past about Tavel Rosé. I think it's absolutely terrific. And... Uh, it goes so well with that. My wife made a salad niçoise for dinner the other night. It was hot, steamy, and that Tavel with the salad niçoise was a perfect marriage. And I think you get the idea. If you're looking for something to pass away a little time today, why not try making some state fair food and pairing it with some interesting and delicious wine? And where can we find that wine? Well, of course, Haskell's. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. And they know how to marry wine with food better than anybody in town. And you know what? They'll sell you wine that won't break the bank. It'll be okay. affordable and delicious. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Bloomington, Excelsior, Fairbowl, right off at of 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be believed. In downtown Minneapolis, we're still open and free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Minnetonka, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, we, the folks at Haskell's, do deliver. Fantastic. Jack, let's talk again next week. Denny, I'm going to look forward to it. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.